I can't believe it's the second week of January already. And today I want to tackle exercise for chronic disease. Starting an exercise program when you have chronic disease, it just is going to look different than the norm. You're not going to be able to do the boot camps and go pedal to the metal. It just doesn't work that way. Because if you do, you end up going into a flare. You're so in so much pain post-workout that it's like you can't, you just can't do it. So where do you start? Where do you begin? What does that look like? That is what we are going to dive into today. Welcome to the Road to Living Whole podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I help people diagnosed with chronic disease figure out how to eat so you can live life again. This podcast is going to teach you my realistic approach to eating well with chronic disease plus all the lifestyle strategies that are essential to truly having the life you dream of. Need a friend to help you plan meals, navigate the complicated healthcare system, and regain confidence again? I see you, friend, and I have the answers you've been seeking. Grab your kombucha notebook. Let's dive in. I recently jumped from 5-pound dumbbells to 10-pound dumbbells, and I'm pretty excited about it. When the pandemic hit and we had the lockdowns, I wasn't able to go to the gym, and I had 1-pound dumbbells. So I was doing a beach body and with my 1-pound dumbbells and just doing what I could. Eventually, I was gifted 5-pounds and 10-pound dumbbells. So I jumped to the fives, which was heavy at the time. Since then, I've pretty much been doing fives and then I've been I've been bouncing up to tens and then bouncing back down and kind of doing that sporadically. And I finally graduated to doing 10 pounds for my entire workout, which is about 20 minutes, three-ish mornings a week. And I am so excited. Now, I know that people are going to be like, Marion, come on. Like, you could have done that so much faster. Like, you just have to push yourself. You don't get results when you lift light, blah, blah, blah. I've heard it all. Well, they don't have to live with the consequences of me pushing myself too hard, too fast. The fact of the matter is, when you have chronic disease, starting an exercise program just looks different. And you know what? That's okay. And in fact, I personally think it's safer and more sustainable. I've been intentionally working out since my junior year of high school, which was about 20, 21 years ago. Since my early 20s, I have hired six personal trainers, interviewed way more, partnered with two fantastic trainers, and wrote a cookbook with one, Gabrielle Mazar. I'm extremely picky on who I'm willing to work with. I'm picky because I've had trainers push me so hard I puke after every session. They've told me to lift too heavy and I've been injured. And then they've also told me to eat way less than I should in an attempt to speed up my weight loss so that I would reach my goals faster, which actually ended up in a cycle of shame and guilt And me being a complete witch because I just don't do good hungry. I get hangry. Not a nice person. And then I had a trainer after this one who put all my numbers in a calculator and was like, yeah, you should be eating 17 to 1900 calories a day and not 1200 to 1400. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I started getting results and I actually lost weight. And you know what? I'm also not a fan of puking or being injured. So the I'm going against the culture here when I am advising you on how to start an exercise program. It is going to be completely different from every boot camp and every trainer. And I know that I'm probably going to get some hate mail for this, and I'm okay with it. You have to live 
with the consequences of pushing yourself too hard. And you don't have to suffer to be fit. And you don't have to suffer to lose weight. Now, before we really dive into this, I am not a personal trainer. I am not a doctor. This is experience that I've had myself and with my hundreds, thousands of clients over the years. Um, You know, you do you. But I know that this is where it's successful for people who have chronic disease, who can easily go into flares or already battling inflammation and hormone imbalance and all of that, but they still don't want to wait till they're better. They want to start now because this is part of the process in getting better. So consult with a professional, talk to your doctor before starting any exercise routine. All right, it is time for a mindset shift Grab your notebook and pencil because it is time to write some stuff down. I have three things for you to take into account before starting your exercise program, okay? Number one, start slow. One of my favorite trainers of all time, Mikey from Mikey Likes Fit and the Live Fit Academy, always starts his clients with like a month-long warm-up. He improves their mobility first before adding any weights. And I love this approach. I loved being his client. I got strong and I actually was pain-free even post-workout. I mean, I'd get sore, but I wasn't in pain. My joints weren't stiff. It felt really good. When he moved on from my gym, I was pretty disappointed. And I actually ended up quitting the gym and just working out from home, which I ended up being pretty inconsistent about. And... So I ended up having to join a gym again because that's just how I work and I realize that and I'm okay with it. My first week I did 10 minutes at a level one on the elliptical, which is my cardio machine of choice. And then for every two weeks, I would add time and then eventually I reached about 20 minutes and then I started adding intensity. Slow and steady won the race. And now At this current time in my life, I strength train two to four times per week for 20 minutes at home with the Peloton app. And then I go to the gym one to three days a week where I get in my cardio between an elliptical and a stair climber. I have kids and I want them to be active. So we tend to go for family walks or bike rides. I love to go hiking. We don't get to do it as often as I would like, but my goal is to be active and have an active lifestyle. You can't start there though. You have to build up. If you have Hashis, if you work out too hard, you might actually gain weight. And if you have RA, you might literally be in pain from holding the weights. And if you're struggling with fibromyalgia, your recovery time is going to take longer because the soreness just compounds. It's okay to go slow and to build up. You have to find where you're pushing yourself, but comfortably so, and go from there. Number two, be patient with the results. Exercise is so much more than weight loss. Cardio supports your heart and lung health. Strength training gives you muscle mass. It changes your body shape. It strengthens your bones. Uh, Exercise gets things moving in your lymphatic system. It brings oxygen, antioxidants, and nutrients to your cells. In fact, weight loss might not happen for six to eight weeks into a program. And this is completely normal. So many times we want to lose like 10 pounds in a month or we feel like absolute failures. And this is absolutely the wrong approach. And it's not sustainable or healthy at that either. You are not a failure. 
Weight loss is so much more than calories in and calories out. And with chronic disease, you have things like inflammation and hormone imbalances and medications that can make results on the scale take longer, but you still have to take care of yourself and exercise is part of that. The weight loss will come as long as you're consistent. So be patient and focus on all the other benefits of exercise as well. Step number three, recover well. Exercise is temporarily inflammatory. Our muscles are being broken down and rebuilt. Toxins are being released and then they have to be processed out of the body. So you have to take care of yourself properly post-workout. And that I have like five things on what recovering well looks like. Number one is staying hydrated. Take your body weight, divide it in half. That's roughly the number of ounces of water you should be drinking per day. And about a third of that should be water with electrolytes. You, you don't need just water. You're losing things like sodium and potassium and things like that. You need to replenish that as well. So adding electrolytes back in. You can. I like to do LMNT. I think it tastes good and it's um, a really clean brand, but there's a lot of different brands out there. Just watch the artificial sweeteners and food coloring. Number two, eating well. You want to avoid highly processed foods and lots of added sugar while enjoying plentiful amounts of high quality protein and vegetables. Eating junk food just slows down the recovery process and deprives the cells of what they need to build back well. Uh, You can go back and listen to episode two where I dive into that. Also, I would highly recommend downloading my beginner's guide to eating well for chronic disease management. It walks you through every single step on what this looks like. Uh, Number three for recovering well, getting seven to eight hours of sleep every night, every single night. Sleep is when our body is able to really clean house and it gets all the gunk out and then it rebuilds everything and so when you skimp on sleep you're skimping on this process and you're delaying your recovery number four stretch so many people love to skip stretching they don't like it it hurts they don't have time for it it is worth the five minutes post-workout to stretch. It increases your flexibility. It improves your range of motion. It actually improves your performance while working out. So you're able to go faster, lift heavier. You're going to experience less back pain. You're going to have better blood flow to your muscles. And it also is great for stress relief and calming your mind. It has a lot of benefits. So don't skip stretching for five minutes post-workout and if you have to build that in and that means you have to make your workout shorter so you can fit it in it's worth it to fit it in and the very last step to recovering well is taking days off in between workouts to help build your stamina and strength so many times we want to do like four days five days six days in college I worked out two hours a day seven days a week in an effort to be skinny I mean, granted, I was like 18, 19, and now I'm 37, and I like the thought of that, and I'm like, holy crap. But it's tempting to want to do that. It's tempting to want to get results quickly, and it's, you know, that's how you do it. You go pedal to the metal. Rest is essential to the recovery process, especially when you're already struggling with symptoms from your chronic disease. And if you're inflamed, just the recovery time takes longer. That is okay. You need to honor your body. It helps prevent injury and fatigue. 
And we just we just really like to push ourselves too hard and it's completely unnecessary. So slow down, be patient and recover well and stay consistent. If you can do 10 minutes three times a week, that is way better than zero minutes. And if you can, you know, only eat frozen vegetables and not fresh, then that's okay. It don't have to be perfect. Exercise is essential for the health of your body and your mind and our emotional state. There is absolutely no need to be miserable while working out. So find an activity that you either like, hopefully, or don't mind to do. Get an accountability partner and commit to a certain amount of times per week. Like I said, um, you know, my minimum is two days a week. I absolutely have to work out twice a week. My goal is four, but sometimes two days a week is all that's going to happen. So I picked a number and I was like, I know that for my sanity and for my physical well-being, two days a week, like that's my bare minimum. And if I do more than that, that's great, but I have to do two. And for my lifestyle as a single mom and a business owner and all the things that come with it, like I have to be realistic. And I feel like I'm in pretty good shape in spite of it. Like I do get three to four workouts per week most of the time, but if I only get two, it's okay. So to review, the three steps again are to start slow, be patient with results, and recover well. When you stay consistent, you're going to notice benefits on and off the scale. And this is how I think coach my clients on how to begin an exercise program that sets them up for success short-term and long-term. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.